This is the No Relation Podcast. Yeah, Joe, you owe me, um, I gotta go look back at the credit card statement, but I think it's about three to four hundred dollars. For what now? Uh, when I was going to Hawaii, uh, I remember that we set a date together for, for me to come to Hawaii. Uh, date was set. We talked about it a couple times, clarified it, double-checked, triple-checked, date, everything like that. Uh, was about to, was about a week before I was about to head out there, um, you told me that uh, you would have to, you're actually coming back to New York uh, for your brother's wedding that same day. Um, and I would, I would just like to. I don't know if you want an invoice. I don't know if you, it's a cash app, PayPal, Venmo. I can give you my address to send the check to it. Uh, your... Are you bringing up something from four years ago? Yes, because mm-hmm. my Snapchat memories, just, <laughs> my Snapchat memories. Uh, I was there like this time, uh, this time four were, years ago. You know what reminded me of it? It was uh, I was listening back to the other podcast, and he goes mm-hmm. like Clement. Clement reached out to him only once, uh, and that was when he arrived in Hawaii. Um, and he said how that's how he liked it. That that's how uh, he did that. Being his only why is Siri talking to me? Hey, so uh, the difference between that situation and what you just said though is that um, that young man um, had a hotel and a rental car booked. Um, so if we're if we're keeping it a stack as far as like a, you know you know invoices, then I could just go ahead and send you an invoice for having your own room to sleep in and bed, you know, for that week, um, the gas money, you know what I mean, like that, that sort of stuff. If that if that's if that's what we're doing, if that's where we're going, we can, we can. because I was a I was a, I was an incredibly gracious host. I don't know if you know this, but Honolulu is the most isolated city on planet Earth, and I just happen to have the spot for you there. Um, to take you wait, to wait, do wait, some of the wait. most breathtaking bucket list things that you'll ever do. Wait, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. You know what was also available, and I while well, was in your apartment. <laughs> what was just wide open in your apartment that you said wasn't available, and where did I sleep while being in your apartment as well? Uh, you slept. You slept in my room on the floor, right? That's correct. Yeah. What, what was available the whole time? There was a guest bedroom available. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wanted to bond with my friend. <laughs> Can you know I? Um, I mean? I'm gonna offer some pushback for uh, for all of Alex's arguments. I'm on Joe's side. <laughs> um, so uh, yes, Joe, Joe Bonnet, what do you have? Uh, so anyway, Joe, he uh, he did preface because I was planning a trip to go to Hawaii around the same time, roughly around the same time, and he told us that he will be going to his brother's wedding. Um, mm. His brother's wedding was out of the state of Hawaii. Um, Correct. So when he told me that date. You know what I decided to do? I decided to avoid that date altogether. <laughs> just plan out maybe maybe about a month or so just away from that date. So I'm not even even coming close to intruding on the date of that sit, uh, wedding. You went two weeks after Holy me. Holy matrimony. Holy matrimony. <laughs> yeah, I went two or three weeks after you. You went the day, like, I think you had to change your flight because you were uh, scheduled to come in the same day that he was not there. That's correct. After I triple checked with him, which dates to come, I didn't know about a wedding. Yeah, well, how about if you just like if you hear the dates of not to come, just avoid that entire week. He did. No, he. I asked him a month, and he said, "Yeah, I'm Gucci. All all of those dates, whatever." You guys, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. It's it's starting to come. It's starting to come back to me. I was there because I. I Wait, wait, wait. No, let's hear. Let's hear it, Joe. Let's hear it, Joe. Let's hear it. Uh, I just remember being incredibly busy when you called me. I remember I was gallivanting around the island, frolicking, you know, enjoying my life. You know, drinking my ties out of coconuts. I think I was watching a sunset on a mountain. 
and here's your frantic ass hand about to book the flights. Does this work? Does this work? Does this work? And I'm like, nigga, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I, sure, sure. And also, I don't know if you knew you back then, but would you give yourself a room? Didn't trust you. Didn't trust you for a second. <laughs> With a room? <laughs> In Hawaii? <laughs> Yes. The most isolated island, most isolated city in the world. You guys wouldn't trust me with Start a room. The podcast. <laughs> yeah, you want to introduce it? Yeah. No, you one of you motherfuckers introduce it. I need rub me my money. <laughs> this is the No Relation Podcast. Everybody, this is Joe signing on. Kind of, I kind of fuck with not having the numbers, honestly. Mm. A little weird with the introduction, though. So, po- podcast number sixty-nine, sixty-four. Maybe we could come up with the name before we put the podcast out. That that takes away the authenticity. <laughs> By the way, this is Evan. This is uh, this is Alex. The so, only yeah. person that owes me money out of you guys is uh, Evan's ex girlfriend. That's the only. That's the only debt I'm keeping track of. Yeah, Alex, I'm. I'm not even saying from like other standpoints. It's, it's even a cleanliness aspect. I would expect you not, not even to fold up the sheets that you use or something like. You have like mm-hmm. left some like clothes there or something. Tell Joe to like hold on to it four or five months before he gets back. Like, you, you, you weren't the cleanest person in the world back then. On top of other things untrustworthy also i'm pretty sure my roommate gabe was uh using that for a guest of his no see that was the issue <laughs> that was the issue he said why didn't your friend stay in that room i didn't have anybody here we were gone the whole whole weekend how was i supposed to know that that man first of all best roommate i've ever had <laughs> i learned so much about gay culture from that young man second of all got more ass than anybody i've ever lived with and it's not close <laughs> gabe blew everybody out the water so I was trying to do you a favor by not fucking wrestling this dude for that room because he shared a wall with me and you didn't want to hear that shit. I promise you didn't. I got used to it. You weren't ready for it. 
Okay. Okay. I, so, all right, you want to you want to retroactively give me shit for that? I think we need to fight. I was doing you a favor. This man saved you from getting pink eye potentially, and you're upset. I think exactly. I think me and you can fight. We can have some like PBRs or whatever afterward and be fine. But Alex just wants to get him in the face. That's I think that's why I've he... been waiting for the day. Well, that's the problem. I'm not hitting him <laughs> in the face. I, I Ben had a strategy for him. It's got, it involves no face shots. It's all body shots. I'm gonna mix the, it up. The past two times where I really want to hit Alex, none of the hits were going to go to his face. Not a single one. I know where to aim at. Your torso is compact. I'm gonna hit all the organs with one punch. <laughs> I'll start doing abs, guys. I don't give a shit. I don't think that's what I'll start doing abs. I just had this past week it reaffirmed that uh, that nobody, no, no female our age is fucking with dudes with abs anymore. Abs have been out, out. It doesn't make yeah. sense. It doesn't make sense to even do abs. There's no logic to it. There's no logic to being shredded like that. My um, my girlfriend said like, why does it seem like your friends are just really like. They seem like they're just like a group of like 38, 40 year old men. And I'm just like, no, we just embrace being washed. Hmm. Been washed. Hmm. And I'm proud of it. Never been happier. I've never been happier to be washed. Good God, if I still cared about going to the gym every day, you know how miserable I would be. I like it. That's like, a, the hey. stories from my youth or a folktale now. Like, I love that about me. Hey, yeah. real, real quick. Do you, so, do you guys still go to the gym? I, I got spurts. I get spurts, but I haven't been. I, I go like two months on, two months off, pretty much, and it's been that way for a while. And the only reason I go back is just because I want to feel strong. It's got nothing to do with how I look. I haven't been in a calendar year. You were going for a minute for a sec. Like Evan does this thing where once his veins start popping, he kind of just quits. Oh, I, I well, that's that's also my problem. My self esteem's too high. I'll go for a month, look in the mirror, and be like, "All right, I'm a sex symbol. This is a, this is absurd how good I look." And then I'll just take another month off. I, I, I get anxiety, and that's when I start going to the gym. I don't know what it is. Like, I just get, like, this, like, overwhelming, like, all right, fuck it, I'll just go. Normally, like, yeah, once something's got to be a little bit wrong. Something's got to be a little bit wrong for me to commit. Once I start getting, like, that, like, back roll, like, I, like, I'm like, you know what, I really need to get into the gym, hit some cardio, do some abs or something. But recently, I, uh, I'm i on the second back roll, and I haven't, I haven't gave a single <laughs> fuck. When we were in Vegas, like, it was... You saw the dad bods coming in 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 mighty in mighty passion. It's it's coming. Like those pictures are rough, but goddamn it, did we have a good time? Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> hey, I'll I'm be a, damned if we didn't have just as good of a time as anybody at that goddamn pool. <laughs> I'm gonna come clean. I thought we all looked amazing. I, <laughs> I've hey, never. We look good enough, it's, uh, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know what? I, I I think you know what it was. It was the confidence. There's a lot of confidence in those pictures. One thousand. Not one ab, not one mm-hmm. abdominal to be found, but confidence. Only person that abs is Corey, but like he's going to have abs when he's eighty-seven. So yeah, he doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, not talking about him. Uh, what else were we talking about? We haven't. We haven't even started. Uh, I don't know you, money. <laughs> we're going to call it a wash for a for a litany of reasons. Okay, we can both go tick for tack, I guess, but whatever. You owe me a... Bro, one of these... If we do have a bro trip where we just go to a cabin somewhere, it's on site, bro. It's <laughs> on site. We'll set up a boxing ring. That's fine. We'll, we'll have a referee. We'll Actually, have hold officiator. on. Joe, you used I to... I will ha- bring the gloves. I'll bring the headgear. I got everything. Yeah, wait, Joe, you used to do... Uh, that and I'll bring it back friends. to Newports. <laughs> Joe, you used to do that thing with your friends with, uh, with the boxing gloves, right? 
Nigga, we had Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. high school. Yeah, I, can we just do that with Alex? Like, just preferably him not having gloves. Like, actually, the whole squad should probably get involved in that because there's some grievances that need to be aired. Even though I, I love everybody, <laughs> if if we don't all get in a fight and then drink after, then we're not friends. Or fuck. Correct. <laughs> just bring a mouth, mouth guard, little nigga. Okay, we're just all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just gonna keep moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do y'all want to start? Where do y'all want to start? We got. We actually have a decent little list today. Yeah. Um. Let's save Kendrick for a little bit further in. We'll talk yeah, about him again. <laughs> it's on the list. We'll put that at the very end. <laughs> Maybe bonus bonus footage. We might have to edit it out. I think there's been more than enough Kendrick. But I would love to talk about how that album has sat with me after a week and a half. NFT dating app. Who wrote that one down? I did. Did you just hear about it? Please, please explain uh, to the fullest extent you can because I'm fascinated. All right. So um, what is it? It's like the ape thing. Whoever um, they uh, they decide. I, I don't know how what what it's called the dead apes the good apes whatever the hell they are Those the bored ape is bored the bored ape, ape? yeah bored ape. yeah the bored apes um, the NFT they decided that they're going to make a community and that they're also going to have a dating app it was in the beta stages um, a bunch of people okay. signed up um, and when they signed up they uh, they described that there was a lack of um, a lack of uh, so what's diversity. the word? Uh, diversity. Diversity. You could say that. Yeah. Diver- there wasn't pussy. There was no vagina. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was hard to talk and communicate with people and make dates because there's um, there's uh, there's no uh, there's no women in this uh, in this app. So, uh, they, they, they moved it back down to the beta stages and they're they're doing some further testing. Uh, the the app probably worked flawlessly. I don't think that was the issue. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the app is probably beautiful. It was, it's probably everything Avatar Two wants to be. <laughs> how how could you possibly get women attracted to that app? I I, I mean, t- there's rich men on it. That's I guess that's like one lure. You have to oh, have because yeah. no, the, the people that own NFTs have money. Yeah, no, but you have to have the super lucrative business. You have to have <laughs> the board <laughs> yeah, to it, be on the dating app, though. Yeah, they have money. There it's just go. in stupid places. <laughs> hey, that's a bag. <laughs> so didn't they, didn't the price of NFT go down like ninety six percent or some dumb shit like that? Nigga, cryptos fucked right now. <laughs> I saw a commercial for uh, Coinbase. I think it was yeah, it was Coinbase put out a commercial that was just like yeah, you know people think that it's fucked everything. Like, Nigga, if you gotta put out a a, a commercial to for currency, that's a that's a bad situation. Also, not just that, but all them little cute dates that they put up there. That wasn't when we were spiraling into a recession. Um, yeah. Our entire economy's fucked right now. You think that that the invisible currency is going to be okay? <laughs> And nigga, crypto's falling the fastest. Crypto's falling hard. It was. Oh. I pulled all my shit off the stock market. This I was down. I was down sixty three percent this year. <laughs> my shit's done. I have that in cash. I'm gonna buy a pair of shoes where it's over. <laughs> so I'll, I'll save it for the next. I'll save it for next time. Y'all buy the dip. <laughs> I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy new Air Maxes. Y'all buy the dip. <laughs> yeah, but invest in some Nike. <laughs> 
Even the no, even the S and P is down. Like they're everything's down yeah. right now. Yeah, down Joe's is down. Everybody's down. <laughs> nobody's nobody's happy right now. Yeah, and crypto is always going to be the first thing to go. Like, like I'm sorry to all the little NFT bros and whatever, and all the people that thought they were going to make money off of um, off of satellite coin or whatever the fuck it is. Like, no, you were. It, it wasn't going to be like everyone who made money off of crypto already made their money off of crypto. It's and they thought they were come out of they were going to come out of this with hoes. They thought the board ape dating app was going to save that. You're you're coming out broke and holeless. That, that's a tough who, that's a tough thing to watch. Who, who do they know how to read a room? Do they not know that the the vagina dries up as soon as you mention anything that resembles an NFT? I can't even talk to yeah, a girl about NFL. You want to talk about NFT? <laughs> that was a good joke. That's right. <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> That's a TikTok, right? There. <laughs> that was a that was a really good one. Uh, <laughs> you were saving that one. You you had that I, one. No, you know, that, it yeah. just came. It yeah. just came to me. It just came. To me. That's what. That's what, Yeah, that's what I tell everybody too. I, <laughs> I um, isn't all right. I'm not on any of the dating apps, but I already know that uh, one. Even on your like uh, popular dating apps, uh. The ratio for men to women is just very, it's very alarming. Like for every one girl, it's probably like, what, a hundred men? I'm going to come clean, bro. I think if you ever watch like a guy um, using a dating app versus a girl using a dating app, I feel like for girls, they're like, it's like choosing something to eat off the Cheesecake Factory menu. Whereas dudes, it's like the soup kitchen. Like you just, you just get what you get. <laughs> Girls, you can flip through that for an hour and a half and be like, oh, I'm between three things. I think I'll choose one later. Yeah, I, I'd like more time waiter. But <laughs> dudes, they just do the fucking right swipe power hour and they get who they get. And it's mostly a uh, uh, gay man. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many different times I've seen a seen a guy swiping. Like, you know, fuck it, dude. Yep, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh. <laughs> We had a friend in college that ran out of swipes for like the greater Cincinnati area once. What? Yeah, well, it wasn't even they <laughs> ran out of swipes. It was like that you saw everybody. <laughs> yeah, there's no one new. It was like it was like it's done. It's a, you got to wait for a plane to come in before you can <laughs> swipe again, dog. <laughs> and I don't know if that, that that should be a company with a therapist or if like the police are supposed to knock on the door afterwards. But I remember after that, I didn't see him again after he. After he told me, he just ran out of swipe. I think he downloaded another app after that. But I mean, I'm, they're, the they're all girls. the same thing. Like they have the same people on it. Any, yeah, any of those apps have like a like a seventy five percent overlap. Yeah, so that's a. It's also if you needed a dating app in co- like needed a dating app in college, that's tough. Just walk outside, homie. You're never gonna have an easier situation. I never, I didn't get dating apps until I like had a job. You know, and even then, like I'm, 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 I've never been on them like that. No, yeah, you know that's how like kids meet nowadays. Like they literally meet off of Instagram. I hate that shit. I actually did. I started telling people when they asked for my IG when I'm out, like I don't have one because I'm not doing that anymore. I mean, I'm like, why would you? It's not like you even like use it. Well, that's the thing. And also, it's like, all right, so I follow this person, I watch their story because they post every 20 minutes and then it's like three weeks later it's like i'm never gonna see this motherfucker why did why did i do that why did i waste my time the worst is like guys well i do it with guys like i'll get like a guy's instagram because i don't want to text him like that's weird <laughs> and then and then fucking six days later you're like who is this nigga? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like really like did I was it a bar was it a work meeting I don't for I just don't exactly and then you see them again and they know exactly who you are and I, yeah I have no earthly clue and I'm just like your face is familiar we've met I'm sure we've met I can I guarantee know, we've met I know we have I know we not have, just that they I'm talk so... to you like they've known you their entire life because you told yeah. them your whole life story. You guys had a lovely conversation. Couldn't ring a bell. Gun in my head. Wouldn't be able to tell you what your name is. I think that was always my issue because, like, I don't know what it is, but, like, if I was, like, completely blacked out, when I'm talking to you guys, I talk in complete gibberish, but whenever I talk to anyone else, I feel like I can, like, execute any conversation with just, like, almost as if I'd never had a speech impediment. It's, like, it's almost incredible. (laughs) Fam, the pain that are in some of these dudes' eyes when, like, they, like, you, apparently you had a heart-to-heart with them somewhere at some point, and they run into you again, and they are so happy to see you, and you're just like, uh, what, is it Jimmy John's? Where were we? I don't <laughs> Not a clue. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. They I feel think bad. They, I feel bad about it. Because they're over here like, oh, I just met my new best friend. Just, that's him. 100%. Me, yeah, me and yeah. he's going to be the best man in my wedding, and... I'm sorry, my brother. I just uh, <laughs> James. Jim? I wish. Yeah, I can. I, I'm gonna name off ten names, and I bet none of them were it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we never linked to play basketball or whatever. I said uh, <laughs> we made a lot of plans. I'm sure. I think we talked about going to Florida together and everything. Just now, we're not we're not doing it. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, NFT dating app. I'm sure that was really cool to meet new men. Um, I would, uh, yeah, I would have, if if I was aware of it. Oh, I needed to have a board ape to uh, join. I was gonna say I would, I would have loved to have just been a fly on the wall for that app. It's probably just like more men complaining about where the women are. You know, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I, nigga, I, I'm so tired of where the hoes at, ass dudes. <laughs> They're getting margaritas. It's not that hard. It's it's never been that deep. Like, bro, it's Taco Tuesday, man. You know where they're at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go where the cute drinks are. Go where there's a neon sign. It's really not that hard. <laughs> Somewhere where there's some karaoke, possibly. I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry they're not at your dive Browns bar. I'm, I'm shocked. I get it. I, I thought they'd be here. <laughs> be, be honest with you, like they they're anywhere the cheap drinks are at. They're not where the expensive ones are. You just follow yeah, the, follow the breadcrumbs. It's, it's there. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised too. They're not at five dollar beer night at the hockey game. It's fucking alarming. I didn't know. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Yo, let's you, start this fucking let's start this dating app where everybody who owns a dumb ape gets to <laughs> gets to date each other. Yeah, what a like, weird way to come out the closet, actually. <laughs> That's almost in line oh, shit, with shit, it's just a bunch of guys. It's just it'd be so weird if we just started talking to each other. So surprised that we're here together already. <laughs> Might as well make the most of it. It's almost in line with uh, what we talked about about a year ago, um, Straight Pride Month. Yeah. Yeah. About as much Straight Pride Month should be immediately after the Gay Pride Parade because... <laughs> There's more overlap than you'd expect. Some gay dudes would be in there. Some gay dudes would be in there cleaning the fuck up on some guys that were trying, <laughs> looking over both shoulders, ass dudes. Um, low key isn't just NFT dating app. Isn't that just what Reddit is? <laughs> That's where they actually Yo, are. 
I've been like lightly dabbling in Reddit and I got the fuck out of there because I liked it so much. <laughs> it's a scary place. I liked it so much. It's a scary place. So you click on the wrong thread and then you're wondering if you're on a list somewhere. You, <laughs> you are. You are because I got the text messages after I looked at the thread. Yikes. Yeah. Knocked on the door and everything. <laughs> All right. That was done. Entertained. You guys want to talk about Bronny? It's kind of a dated topic, I think. We can add in his OG uh, Jamie Foxx now, too. Huh? Jamie Foxx was uh, spotted with a snow bunny on a, on a jet ski. This is completely different, though. What, what happened with Bronny? Then you just go to prom uh, with a white girl? Yeah, people got worked up about it. Why? Because his dad's Why? a civil rights activist? <laughs> That kid grew up with a billion dollars. And what what school is he going to that has other I, black kids? That was my thing. He goes to Sierra Canyon in Los Angeles, California. There, he is the black kid. The basketball team exactly. is the only black people in the whole school, and they're upset that he went to, with a white woman. Where is he going to find a white woman? That's where other kids are finding them. <laughs> Nigga, if you were if you were sixteen and you're you're fluing out a girl to prom, no, yeah, no. you're not. No, wait, you hold get on. That Kobe, job by Kobe that nice had white woman, and you move on after that. That's it's that simple. Kobe had Brandy also, go to his prom. All right, this is Bronny. You're talking about Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Kobe and Kobe and Bronny are very very different stages in their life. Yeah. And also, Kobe was like at that that like uh, he got in like like and LeBron was kind of like grandfathered in. But, like, we're not going to see, like, superstars like that. Like, Kobe was still in that realm of, like, oh, he's a celebrity. It's hard to, like, get attached to him because there's no social media to interact with this guy. So he could do shit like get Brandy to go with him to, you know, uh, his fucking prom. Brandy's not about to tap Chloe Bailey on the shoulder to go to the fucking prom with him when it doesn't matter. Like, no one's going to care. If he brought a girl with... He could get a girl with the same amount of Instagram followers and everybody will be losing the same amount of shit as they would over him doing that. So it doesn't matter. It's wild. I mean, I didn't see much about this, but I saw it got talked on on a couple shows. Like if you are a grown man that really took time out of your day to fit it into your professional job that you want to talk about this 16, 17 year old kids prom date, you got to look in the mirror, bro. That's that's. Disturbing. Activity. Not even a grown That's, man, grown person. It was women in there too yeah, that were saying men the same women. shit. Because it's it's he's a kid. Yeah, he's a kid, and you're expecting him to make these like, like oh look, he's just <laughs> being like all the other black men. He's a kid. Yeah, if you don't let this kid get a damn toothy blowjob in somebody's basement and <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Exactly. That's all he's trying to do. He just wanted to get... Uh, you think niggas are locked into their types when they're 17? You're just taking what you can get. That's all we were all doing. I didn't get my type till now. <laughs> for all we know, he, in 10 years, he could be with a goddamn man for all we fucking know. Who knows? So like, Absolutely. And, you know, that's not to shade him at all. It's just saying, like, that's a fucking flip of the coin. So who gives a shit? And again, I can't stress this enough. He goes to a school where it's about probably six figures a semester to go there. There's probably two. There's probably two black girls that go there, and they both went with white women too. So I don't see what the issue <laughs> is. Yeah, uh, I um, 
All I gotta say is if uh, Martha King can date white women, so can Bronny. And Malcolm X. Detroit Red. <laughs> Don't get me started on Detroit Red. <laughs> Detroit Red was a wild boy. Don't even get me fucking it was, started. It was white. It was probably yeah. white men too. <laughs> Talk about a hoe. That ain't, that ain't a joke. I just looked it up. His high school was a thirteen percent African American. Ah, actually, that's so, a uh, depending on the depending on the class size, uh, yeah, that's higher than I thought. But depending on the class size, that means he had nine black girls. To actually, never mind that thirteen percent. No, the football team and basketball team. I was going to say football and basketball team and a couple of baseball. Yeah, really. Players. That's yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like with black women, I'm I'm saying nine. <laughs> you yeah, generous. There's probably like yeah, I'm yeah. Being generous because you have to have a starting five. Then, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, he's seventeen. You got <laughs> like, probably what like six, seven wide receivers. He's just gonna. Yeah. He just wants to rub the front of her pants in the back of somebody's car. That's Let it. him get an OTHPJ and <laughs> shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> get fucking brush burn on his dick. That's all. He's, that's all we ever wanted. He's just trying to get home a little past curfew with all that fucking makeup all over his nose and let him live. That's all. Yeah. That's a, that's all that matters. Hey, 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 also, ain't nothing wrong with telling your friends you lost your virginity when you didn't lose your virginity that night. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, those were the days. <laughs> Motherfuckers just lying. <laughs> just bold face lies. Oh man. High yeah. school was fun. <laughs> let him let him have a ball. Good for him. He uh, took her to he, he took her to the prom in a, like a Mercedes, like a custom Mercedes too. Sam, do you really want? Wait, I'm I'm just just hearkening back real quick. Do you really want this kid to go with a black girl just to go with a black? Do you want him to be an activist at 17? You know how lame 17 year old activists are. It's the worst type of person. That's how you turn into a Malcolm X, and you're just drowning in puss. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> nah, bro. These uh, like the the high school activists are the worst type of people. We're, uh, just just be a kid for a little bit longer. Save that shit for college or later. You got your whole life to be an activist. Right now, just figure your shit out. Like I said, just try and get your dick touched. That's you know, it's that it's that, that's all. Where where do you think he took her to dinner? Olive Garden. Oh, that's a little cheesecake factories. I was gonna say, uh, do, they, do you think they have an Uno's? Fam, Chili's in high school was dumb lit. Chili's in high school, I had I had a ball. This actually reminds me of when uh, I I went to uh, homecoming, uh, and we had a we had our homecoming dinner at Ruby Tuesdays. Ooh. This was the bread, Ooh, you, yeah, classy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you had it like that. Yeah. Vandalia, Ohio, full of secrets. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we went to Ruby Tuesdays. Uh, sophomore in high school, I believe. Uh, and I remember I was with a white woman and there is a black woman vocally going like, does your mom know you're in here with her? And, uh, she doesn't know this, but she died six months ago. So (laughs) (laughs) jokes on you, bitch. (laughs) No, she doesn't. Or does she? I don't know. <laughs> Damn. I, uh, I actually I'm never, to think where I never went to a school dance. Never. Not Ooh, You damn. didn't miss out. 
Yeah, I know I didn't. I mean, you did and you didn't. No. no there was didn't. very high highs and very low lows. That two dances you got before she walked off and danced with some other dude, those were fun as shit. And then that, like, sneaking around to make out by the lockers, that was fun as shit. But also the devastation when, you know, you know she wants to leave with her friends and you don't want to leave yet. And that, that sort of shit, that was no fun. Or watching her just uh, talk to you for a little bit, then go dance with the uh, uh, captain of the football team for the rest of the night. And then they go fool mm-hmm. around in the car and you're just mm-hmm. left there twiddling your thumbs. That, that that happens at an alarmingly high rate. That didn't happen to me directly, but I know several generations of people that happened to. Talk about an origin story. <laughs> Got a fire burning since that. Did you... I'm not saying it turned me into the man I am today, but it didn't fucking help. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was, uh, I think, uh, You know what sucks? You hope that that guy turns out to be a piece of shit, but he's just flourishing. I was, just, I was just about to ask. There's one or two ways that could have gone. Either that guy works at AutoZone right now, or he's doing really well. I think he's, like, an admiral in, like, the in like the Air Force or some shit. Like, he's, like, really, he's doing very well. Like, he owns, like, multiple houses. He's doing amazing. <laughs> And it's fucked up because I saw him again. Nicest man alive. Beautiful smile. <laughs> I'm just, it made all the sense in the world. Just, <laughs> I let him sleep uh, on my couch. <laughs> I was, I was that guy for somebody else once, but we made amends. He's, he's a, he's a nice guy. A beautiful family now. Actually, he's got two kids. Yeah, look at you. You're, you're. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I, um, I didn't. The girl I was going to take to, um, to, to prom in high school. We, uh. We uh we we disconnected for a second and ran to her two years later and she had named her kid after me. So that's uh that's a roller coaster I didn't expect to go Jesus. on. <laughs> not my kid, not my kid, let me preface. Not my kid. <clears throat> Naming your kid after another man that's like alive is amazing. <laughs> Fam, I, w- I would never, never want to know my girl's body count or body list or whatever the fuck. But don't name your kid after a nigga you went with. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I can't, I can't have that. Yeah, but then it's going to get weird when she's like having a really short list of names. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, I don't know, Bob? I don't <laughs> I'll be over here like, you know what? I really like the name Terrell. And she'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> what about LeBron? And she's just going to be like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to name your kid fucking Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Key and Peel sketch ass name just to get out of it. All right. Shout out Bronny. Uh, yeah. yeah keep, keep fucking with these white women if you want. Fuck with whoever you want to. It's not that deep. It's 2022. Literally, you whoever come you from want. a strong black family, you're you're gonna be okay. You're you're, you're fine. Yeah, I'm and sure believe it or not, he woke right up place. still a billionaire because of his dad. So yeah, it's just like okay, he's already made shit. over a million dollars in um, name, image, likeness. Yeah, and he's probably gonna you know go to college and play basketball and uh, probably more white women. And that's good. A lot that's, more it's called a lot more. It's, exactly. You know what? Honestly, no. He's going to be the opposite. What I think happens with a lot of athletes is that they go to a black school. They're a stud athlete there. They get to college and then just catch the snow buddyitis because they've never been with a black or a white girl before. So they just, you know, they get they get a lot of that in. Whereas also, Ronnie, I don't think he was going to have that issue. Also, we were or at, he will. It, it doesn't matter. Also, timeout. We were at college. 
Who's the ones throwing themselves at all these athletes? Fair point. Fair point. Sometimes I mean, it's not about your choices; it's about the opportunities presented to you. It it was it was pretty aggressive with some of the women when we were at a pretty mediocre football at the time. Disturbing, really disturbing. <laughs> we I the it's actually like that kid is second string on this football team. Like, <laughs> this is the this is the guy. <laughs> I remember. Wait, I'm looking a- at him. He's got the sweats on. I get it, but this this is the guy. Athletics in a hole. Uh, when we were at our school. And uh, I'm not going to name what what it is. Uh, one of us is wearing a shirt from it, but it's just, <laughs> no. There's two college shirts, so it could be anything. <laughs> but they were just bad. I remember watching the D1 basketball team lose in rec ball to just a <laughs> just a group of white men that were That's just amazing. trying to get some cardio in for the day. <laughs> Um, the uh, the captain of the basketball team, he was actually uh, on my group assignment in my um, in one of my co- uh, classes, and um, you guys remember how skinny I was in college. I I weighed more than him and was taller than the guy. So, hmm. and he had aspirations of the NBA. It's probably been mentioned before, but our starting point guard uh, shot a shot at a girl I was I was with, and uh, he actually closed the deal for me because the shot was so poor. So. <laughs> There, that's yeah, that's the situation that we're coming from. It is what it is, though. Oh, speaking of basketball, Bob Cousy, I wanted to touch on this a little bit. Um, I already forgot what he said. He said something really stupid. Um, oh, he was going at JJ Reddick, right? Yeah, he went at JJ Reddick because uh, he was. Uh, I guess uh, he kept saying how Bob Cousy was playing with a bunch of plumbers, and. Um, to preface for those that aren't as familiar with sports, Bob Cousy is a, a famous point guard from way deep in what he, what, when did he play? Like the 60s? Fuck if I know. Probably, yeah, yeah. 60s, 70s. I, th- I think he, the Bob Cousy point guard that was in his prime in the, uh, in the 60s um, got high praise from uh, an ESPN pundit um, when they were talking about point guard tiers and uh, who's been uh, the best point guards of all time in the National Basketball League. And, uh, yeah, continue. He definitely played back when some of his teammates had to sit in the back of the bus, but proceed. Yeah, so his point was, like, uh, everybody kept saying how he was playing with a bunch of plumber and plumbers and firemen, and Bob Cousy came out and said they were pretty good fucking basketball players for plumbers and firemen, and also it was uh, Wilt Chamberlain and – uh, Jerry West and Bill Andrew, Russell. Bill Russell. Yeah, but the legendary yeah. stats about these people were that Will Chamberlain had uh, 100 points against these uh, plumbers and firemen. Um, Bill Russell had like 11 rings, and um, yeah, the rest is history. There's a reason. Yeah, I'm not going to hate it. I think it's objectively obvious that athletes uh, on average are much better. I think the elite of the elite probably could play in any era and have some success, but uh, Bob Cousy's not one of them. My left hand is better than that uh, all-time great. I'll say that. Bob Cousy is the one that was dribbling in circles for a minute, right? That's correct, because he he never went left. Never went left (laughs) once in his career, but he could dribble in a circle to get left. So, shout-out to him. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm already... I'm I'm getting there where I'm starting to be a little more old and salty, so I'm starting to not get mad at these takes as much as I used to. Um, yeah, nigga, I was just going to say like, no, but like (laughs) you, he wouldn't be in the NBA today. I don't think Bill Russell would have made it, you know, like, it's just like, I, Bill Russell, maybe, maybe he would have made it, but it's not like he would be 
I don't know, like a like a whatever less coordinated Bam out of bio or something. Whatever DeAndre Jordan was, like I mean, <laughs> like it. But Steve Kerr said it best a while ago. He was like, uh, when everybody was comparing like his Jordan, his uh, Jordan Bulls team that he was on with uh, the Warriors. And he was just saying, like, yeah, you know, like, that was a great team. But the way, like, modern medicine and everything else just gets better over time and training, like, there's no way that Bulls team could stand with the Warriors team of today. Like, I mean, like, the yeah. best shooter well, on that team was him. And he wasn't was even say, scratching whatever Steve, Steph Curry's doing. Steve, Steve would be guarding Clay Thompson. <laughs> you know how terrifying that is to think about? <laughs> He'd be guarding Steph or Clay. They'd put 70 on his poor ass. And Steve knows that. Not just that you can't you can't get away with half the stuff that um, Dennis Robin would do. He'd get ejected in the first forty five seconds. Yeah, but I I, I I always I mean I get I'm obsessed with those sports talk shows just like anybody else. But I the who's the greatest of all time debates and who would be do do well in this era, who would do well in that era debate. God, it's such a fucking waste of time. It's such a wash conversation, and I'm sick of these use, niggas using the word goat. Oh my god, the word goat is so fucking played out. Can we come up with a new one? I'm so sick of goat. The only player that could play now, back in that time, <clears throat> was Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain, he was a Hall of Fame volleyball player. Um, he's uh, he uh, he was very slow. He uh, he could probably rebound with the best of them, maybe score a little bit. Um, but he was also he was he was doing what Brian was would be doing nowadays. He's he would have been out here. Twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard fifty. That number goes up every year. Either way, it's larger than the population of my hometown. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe every single one. Oh, yeah, I guarantee. I believe that more than 100 points. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You're right. You're absolutely right about that. Because there's more evidence. There's more evidence to the 20 to 50,000 than there is uh, of him putting up 100 points. What did he die of again? It was like syphilis, wasn't it? No, I think it was like a heart attack or cancer. Yeah, it was a heart attack. God rest. It just popped one day, which yeah. did he have like to Kevin? Yeah, yeah, does family. he have to do Does it but did he have to do anything else? Like I mean, he he lived a life. He he, he, he wasn't he didn't miss out on anything. Yeah, he lived enough for everybody. Like I mean, that's At what point does that become a job though? Like that say like he could only have sex and threesomes or something. Yeah, he could only like like it, it like once he got to college, he could only have threesomes, and then after that, he had to have four women in the room, where it just wasn't going to work. Yeah, again, I believe it's every, tough. I believe every stat, every stat it's, line. You know, it's tough. It's evolution of a man. You know what I mean? It's like a, you, know, you take antibiotics. You know, it works the first time, but then after a while, you got to ramp up the dosage. <clears throat> just, just him and JFK just sitting up there, Mount Rushmore by themselves. What? JFK. JFK was a wild boy. Oh, boy. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, JFK. <laughs> I was, boy. I was a wild guy. You ever hear? There's still tunnels in the White House to this day. <laughs> I don't know. Any he had tunnels just to sneak in prostitutes. Really? It's literally, no, it's actually like well documented in like biographies about his life and um, that sort of shit that like. By the time he was like nineteen, like it was a serious issue that he was a sex addict, and it only got worse. <laughs> yeah, he, he he essentially said like masturbation is not good enough. He has to actually physically have sex with the person to actually get off. Yeah, 
It was like acknowledged by his father. Like, yeah, we had to get that kid like three women a day or else we couldn't get him to sit still. So <laughs> that's how we got him through the, his whole political career. Yeah, there's, uh, there's rumors <laughs> that he all- died because he, uh, he couldn't pay off the mob because, if he was, because he was using their prostitutes or some shit like that. Yeah, mob killed him. <laughs> mob killed him. Yeah, he, uh, he had a debt he couldn't repay even even as the president. <laughs> this is news to me. I had no idea about any of this. He was that, the only that, that boy JFK was <laughs> was out there. Yeah, and he he had game with the best of them, getting Marilyn Monroe and a bunch of other uh, other women out there. Ah, uh, that that I've heard disputed because apparently Marilyn Monroe, like if you were just in Soho and you walked by her on the sidewalk, apparently it was just like also oh, her it was <laughs> tap her on the so, shoulder. So it was her and Nancy Reagan. Yeah, well, Nancy, well, Nancy Reagan. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have to get into Nancy now. <laughs> <laughs> we want to start that podcast over. <laughs> that was a fantastic day on Twitter. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> them finding all those old videos of her just hanging out with a bunch of men was just a fucking astounding. <laughs> that was one of the better days I had last year. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like just laying in bed giggling for four and a half hours. <laughs> I'd want to put crack in the communities too. If she was. Just... <laughs> uh. Oh shit! All right. Um, what else? All right. Do you guys want to talk about? Or is there anything else you guys had? I want to talk briefly about uh, season three of Atlanta. Now that it's a wrap. Okay. It is a wrap, right? Yeah. Season finale was episode ten. Yeah. Um, I, what did you guys think of it? Because the reason I wanted to talk about it is that it has just gotten God awful reviews. And I think it's the best season of television for any show I've seen in years. Who reviewed it? God awfully. Uh, there was a lot of publications that basically took the side of like, um, they were joking about shit. They shouldn't have joked about. Um, I could see essentially like they, correct. It's, it's essentially that it was like, there was people that were saying that they were just being offensive for the sake of being offensive. And basically like, um, they gave platforms for people that didn't deserve platforms with Kevin. Uh, what is it? Kevin Samuels Samuels. and Liam Neeson, um, and Chet Hanks and that sort of shit. Um, yeah, it was actually reviewed pretty poorly by like a lot of pretty sizable publications, which really warmed my heart because I knew, all right, th- that validated like they did something right this season because they, they got everybody. I, I had so much fun watching this television. It was controversial. I mean, but I think that's what they were aiming for. They wanted was it to, even really controversial though? Not really. But when that I was, was the, looking back at the season. But that, did they do anything that crossed the line? They basically just took the most uncomfortable shit they could think of and made a whole episode based about it. And it was just it, they just made it funny. Like, but think about it. But think about it. So they got Chet Hanks, who's like, there's a lot of divide in the room about like, is he, you know, uh, was it what's the word? Um, appropriating appropriating is he appropriating so wait they got him the whole that whole point of that episode was literally just touching light on like um how how like these like rich white people will get like a trend of daddy and nanny and like raise up the kid and now that uh kid has a trend of daddy and tendencies and like can actually like is more so fluid in it than its actual culture which is essentially what happened probably to shed hanks Wait, all right, before we move on, because that's the exact point that I was wanting to make, and I'm pulling up Tom Hanks' IMDb right now, and uh, uh, so Chet Hanks was born in 1990, so let's just see. During Castaway. Yeah, let's just see what movie Chet, uh, that Tom Hanks was doing around the 1990 time. Uh, Yeah, Castaway, 2000. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Band of Brothers, 2001. Um, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, 2002. 
Polar Express 2004. Uh, yeah, I mean, so pretty much Tom Hanks' best run was uh, his formative exactly years. In his formative years, like to like to the T in his formative years. Um, so the, he's the perfect person for that. You can't call it appropriating when this nigga probably spent two years in Jamaica being watched by Jamaicans while uh, Tom Hanks was, well, you know, from his 8th to 10th birthday, he was just in Jamaica while Tom Hanks was filming that movie. You know what I mean? Also, do, do you guys watch, you guys should check out this uh, this show on Showtime. It's called Z-Way. Okay. Um, it's, it's she's uh she interviews celebrities and stuff, but she gets them to like say a lot of like just edgy shit. It's really funny. He and she had Chet Hanks on it, and just made him look like a dumbass, and it was really <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> but um, it, pretty much he just said like he doesn't feel like he's appropriating. He's just you know he's just doing whatever. He doesn't think it's offensive, but he's just like I don't know. But I say all that to say for Atlanta, I don't know. Like I thought the season was pretty good. Uh, I thought it was hysterical. I liked that. There wasn't an episode I didn't like. The the last one where <laughs> there wasn't a lot of jokes in the last one, except for when she at the end when the guy just started to choke. Like <laughs> <laughs> I just like how they just save all these jokes for like the ending, and that's just my fucking favorite. Is like they'll hold out in a joke, and then like just like the end will just be the only joke, and it's my fucking favorite. I love how they do that like almost every time. <laughs> It just said, stop. <laughs> that was the last thing of the episode. Yeah, no, I'm, well, my, my thing, I, I I really appreciate Atlanta because there's a million shows now with mostly black casts that deal with mostly black issues, but it's just so preachy and it's just annoying to watch. Like, they're really trying to shove a point down your throat, and it's all this, like, woke shit that's just, it's not funny, it's just painful, it's just awkward. It's just, you know, cringy. Whereas Atlanta, like, they took a lot of, like, serious, like, the reparations episode was fucking hilarious. But at the same time, that's, like, a real issue. But they didn't, like, you know, be, they, they didn't try and make a point about reparations. They were just like, here's some funny shit that would happen. Also, they go against the grain a lot. I mean, like, they're not following, like, a series of plots. I mean, they abandon a lot of shit. Me and Evan were talking about this on the phone, like, a few days ago, where there's a lot of pl- potholes that they... They clearly just glossed over and haven't even gone back to. They don't really care too much about a storyline. They don't care about the main characters and stuff. They just care about making a cool show. And I think yeah. that's kind of that's. I mean, half cool. of the season was an anthology. Like, it, yeah. it didn't really yeah, correlate. Yeah. The only thing they correlated was like the the white guy that shot himself in the pool. And you, it was the it was the same guy that was in the canoe and the same guy that was in the picture at the end. I'm like that. That yeah. was it. Evan, Evan, this is like the third episode in a row where you've said something that's just like fucking. <laughs> that no, that one I knew, but I had to Google that. <laughs> no, but even like I, I don't know, I feel like every episode was trying to make a point, and it made a point, but it managed to still be funny, and it didn't shove that it wasn't preachy. That's why I fucked with it. That's all I'm saying. My favorite episode was probably the light skin episode too. That like was, was that episode. one was hilarious. That and one also, was fucking hysterical. Also hit a little too close to home. Talk about <laughs> Bronny. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's why I liked it though. Like it, it, it definitely hit close to home. And that one was written by, written and directed by Donald Glover too. Like he, that was all him. He normally does that. Same yeah. with the episode before that. He, he did the same with the with the Teddy Pendergrass episode. 
That, that, I mean, we got to give him his flowers. The dude's a genius. It's funny that I, he got well-known, at least to me, because of his music, and now his music is the least important thing out of the stuff that he does for me. He had one very good album. The rest is very mid. But And that album is uh, what, Awaken My Love or whatever. Actually, Awaken I don't know love, if you yeah. listened to, the, to that last album. I can't tell you a song off of it because none of them have names, but... It's actually I don't, pretty that bad. was one of the worst marketing moves that I've ever seen from a major artist. <laughs> there was, there was. I listened through that front to back, and I was like, "Damn!" There was like six songs on there that I really liked, and I was like, "What? Which ones were they?" I clicked on a couple. I couldn't figure out what was what. Never listened to it again. I can't find it. There was a song on there that actually might have been the best song I think I've ever heard in my life. I can't find it for the life of me. <laughs> what is it like? Bop with Twenty One Savage. Yeah, There's it was a like, bunch of really good. That songs one's on easy that. to find. Though. I think I it's called Three Twenty One or something like that one. So that that one's easy to find. The one Twenty One Savage is easy to find. There's one I heard and I can't. I heard it one time. I can't. I don't know where it's at. I, I it might not even be on that album. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why I did that because that album like actually had like a decent amount of value that that could have that could have gone places, but um, he just decided to do that bullshit with the title and uh, the titles of the songs and the album cover. The album cover was just white. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, I, him him writing these episodes for Atlanta has easily been. Uh, the, the, I really really like the this season of the show, and I recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Anyways. So Atlanta's covered. So do we have time to talk about Kendrick real quick, or do you want to just go to Light Skin of the Week? Let's just do it real quick, just because I have a couple things I kind of want to point out. So what? Uh, so it's what been a week, two weeks since it dropped? It's like yeah, going week and a half, week and a half, going on two weeks. How do you guys feel about it? It's uh, it's aging like like very fine wine. All my favorite songs have changed entirely, and I still thoroughly enjoy the album and haven't listened to any other hip hop yet. I've been I've started listening to other music. I threw on some some country music. I threw on some uh, some uh, what was it jazz maybe, um, but uh, I still haven't listened to any other hip hop yet. I I can't I, go back to any new rap. I can't listen to any of that at all. Um, I have been able to listen to like maybe some R and B here and there. Um, I've there's also- a, yo there's. There's even been a couple of times where I threw it on and I was like, you know what? Maybe today's the day that I try to, you know, listen to something else. And every time I'm like, yeah, I think I might be getting a little off it. Like, I think I might be getting a little bored. Nope. So something something hits me again. Something hits me brand new. I have, I'll have like a day where like Count Me Out's my favorite song. Now Crown is. Now um, Night in Grief. Or like now um, was I was listening to Mother I Sober a lot the other day. It's a, it's, 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 it's a very enticing album. I, I'm really liking it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I – sorry. We're – uh, I was a so I went on a little bit of a road trip this past weekend, um, and I took the time to kind of listen to I listened to that. But my other focus was like I kind of want to listen to some of Kendrick's past albums, because uh, I was like kind of having issues with just kind of like where I thought it should rank itself, you know? Yeah. Um. So. I I I still don't think I can rank it. And I think it's a disservice to all of Kendrick's projects to rank it. I think what's the astounding part is you're not supposed to make Good Kid, Mad City, and then make just three more masterpieces. I think that's, I think that's the that's the <laughs> part that we should marvel at because I mean, who makes like, albums right, that perfect? This is Good a- Kid, Mad City is a perfect album. 
Um, and I went back. Real is an awful song, but good. See, thank you. <laughs> I love the album front to back, and I do like. I like the verses in Real. I just the, it's the the structure and the chorus. You, if he, if it have left that out, then that should have got a Pulitzer Prize too. But it's, <laughs> but good kid, Mad City. I I like. I was listening to it, and I was like, all these songs were on the radio. That's like kind of a flex in itself. Is the fact that he had like. Like after like the second or third song, I feel like all the rest of the songs made the radio. That's kind of a flex, especially back yeah. in like what like ten years ago. Those shit still get spins too. So yeah. you, you'll be anywhere, bitch. We don't kill my vibe. Will come on. I can throw a money, money, money trees. trees will come on. Money trees was hella on the radio. Swimming yeah. pools. Money like, trees had I mean, a remix with Jay Z. Yeah, swimming pools. Sad ass. So- we were in the club listening in the swimming pool. <laughs> I had a girl look me in my eye once and be like, I don't really like that song because it's like just an annoying drinking song. I was like, whoo. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how you're supposed to feel, to be honest. Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. She, she wasn't if wrong. If you're not a dork, that's kind of what you're supposed to gather, I guess. But, yeah, it, it was just mad. We used to, they used to play Mad City in the club. They still do. They did. They did. <laughs> It's yeah, so I I don't know, and then like just to follow it up with like to pimp a butterfly, damn, and now now this this is just not supposed to happen. I mean, and think about it like this. No, this is no slight to him, but ASAP Rocky, his first album, you can almost say as as far as rap albums go, you you can't get any better than that. Like Long Live ASAP had so many different like bangers on it, and just in general, like yeah, Clams Casino, Clams Casino went crazy on the production, and ASAP floated over the whole thing. It's an amazing album. And then his next album was actually pretty solid. It was it was actually one of my favorite albums uh, from him. And then I yeah. mean, Testing was okay, but like, it's not on the same scale as like what Kendrick did. Like, bro, well, Alex makes a good point though. Section eighty came out and got reasonably popping, and everybody was like, "This is an amazing album!" And holy shit, this well, kid has so much potential. Well, I listened to Section eighty two because I was like, "All right, there," I wanted to see where the jump was. And I listened to it, and I was like, you know, I could see where he can make a jump, but like doing you, you that to have Good to Kid, go Mad to. City, like I mean, yeah. like you got like Rigor Mortis and stuff, and you got uh, you got higher and stuff like that, but or high power, but like it, it's just I don't know. It was it, you kind of have to go back kinda, to like overly dedicated to see the jump because overly dedicated. I didn't like overly dedicated though. Well, that's the overly de- dedicated to. Section 80 was the jump. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, Section 80 was like, you listen to that and you're like, damn, this is a fucking very, very good album from a new artist. I think this dude has crazy potential. Um, let's just hope he reaches it. Because how many artists have, like, a good album or mixtape to start and you're like, yo, that wasn't perfect, but that was really good. I'm excited for what comes next and what comes next sucks. And they never actually reached the potential. Kendrick had Section 80, which is like, if that's in anybody else's disc- discography, that's probably their best album or close to it. And then he just put out Good Kid, which is a perfect album, which is an unbelievable album. He reached his full potential. At Good Kid, he reached his full potential. And then that nigga went above that just a year later on the casual. And then Damn came after Like, yeah, I, don't, I, I could yeah. rave all day about that. But you got to give this nigga his flowers because nobody can do that. Nobody has. Because I think the point like to be made here about ranking it is like you can rank it however you want, but he has what is it four albums now that should be his best most classic album you know what i mean yeah and i i was like as i was listening to it i was like all right so is damn the best out of all of them no could you make an argument sure uh 
You can honestly make an argument that either one of his five albums is the best album. Yeah. You could. I would. All right. Section 80. There's some songs on Section 80 I, I never want to listen to again. But, like, what's the one? What's the no makeup song or some shit? No, oh, that was the hard radio try. That was a hard radio try. Yeah, but you can tell a hard radio was, try that didn't really hit the radio. Those are tough to listen. I think he was but trying I still to be like, kind of like that song though. Oh, but also, God, that go was, to hell. That was like his, <laughs> God, remember though, like that's his like first album technically, but like that was a mixtape. They turned it into an album when he went to a major label. So, well, yeah, and you know, you know, TDE doesn't, yeah, because he got that's when he got picked up by Dre, right? Or yeah, Interscope. or Interscope. Yeah. Um, but that's like, you know, they don't let you not have that song on your album if you're an up-and-coming artist. Like, that shit should have been cut, but they would have never let him do that. Yeah. But uh, going back to this, uh, the Mr. Morale, um, I think he deserves the prize just for the way he utilized Kodak in general. That 100%. That 100%. I can't... I go back to listen to his interlude alone. Like, I... <laughs> like, that... That yeah. that was that was impressive. I, I I definitely think I was listening back to our first podcast. First of all, I made some egregious errors on the song title. I did not know what the fuck I was talking about song title for song title. But um, I was listening back and we talked about what we thought the album meant, and we were all spot on. But here we are a couple of weeks later, and I still agree with like how I interpreted it off top. But I feel like my understanding of the themes of the album are so much better, and like get so much stronger with each, each listen because I feel like anybody can pick up what he's trying to do on the album but the message just keeps getting stronger when you start to get really into the intricacies of each song and the way the album is structured and the skits you know what I mean like yeah. and some of that shit didn't hit or resonate quite as much the first time but the more I listen to it the more I'm like oh this nigga's really a genius like he did it again it's like exactly. a, yeah I, I was I, it, it's one of those albums where like I I mean, the same thing happened when I listened to Tip Up a Butterfly. I didn't know what I was listening to at first. I I literally had no idea how to feel about this album. Like, I couldn't tell you if it was bad, good, or not. I mean, I could probably tell you it wasn't bad, but, like, I I didn't know how to feel. And then, like, now, like, I mean, I can tell you this is this is a masterpiece. I, I thoroughly can, like, listen to this entire thing and tell you this is a work of art, like, and I hate when people kind of use that phrase. It's like, oh, this is this is more than music. This is art. No, no, this this you could probably put this up in a museum. Like, like this yeah. this this is a masterpiece in itself. Um, he he's done this probably two or three times, I guess, in, when it comes to music. He um, but yeah, no, I I really do like this album. Good Kid is still my number one Kendrick album, just because that's an actual movie. Like yeah. that's that's just like from beginning. Experience. He literally says yeah. it's a short film. This one's like a novel, though. Yeah. This yeah, this one. But like you, going back to like what we talk about to like what we thought the album was. I mean, I'm not really changing my opinion, but I also feel like he was also saying a lot of it is in like, uh, like my my two favorite songs are Savior and Silent Hill. Like those are the ones I keep going back to a lot as of recently, but. Uh, which is like I think I actually heard Silent spending, Hill on the radio. I've been spending Savior and Silent Hill like a motherfucker actually. Yeah, I heard those Silent are, Hill. Those are probably my top too. two too. See, I keep also, it. Father Time is hard though. I, I I didn't say this in the first time, but Sam Samfa's hook on uh, Father Time is is that, beautiful. That one's actually a really good song. I keep on go- going back to Count Me Out, um, Mirror for some reason. I keep on spinning that one too. Um, Worldwide Steppers and Crown for me these last like two days. 
Well, I also think it was also like him also going like you guys like there's no one you guys should be looking up to like you guys need to yeah. figure it out for yourself, and uh, that was I feel like I I also got that kind of message from the whole album is just like I feel like he. I don't know. I don't think a lot of people were really chasing to see like what what was Kendrick thinking about how the world is and stuff like that. But I think he got kind of tired with like all the protests and stuff to see what people would be thinking about what he wants them to hear and shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah. No, was, that's a really good point. I think like coming out of like COVID and also the Black Lives Matter shit of like the last few years, I think a lot of people get really fired up and then they look for their like superior, you know, basically people they look up to like, how come you haven't said anything? How come you haven't tweeted anything? And Kendrick's just looking at you like, nigga, <laughs> like, yeah. why the fuck do I have to say something? You know what yeah. I mean? And also, what what's the bar he had? He was. Oh, he said one protest for you, three sixty five for exact, me. Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what I was trying to think of. One protest for you, three sixty five for me. Don't ask me to fucking comment on it. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> what what's my what's my comment gonna do? I, I respect the shit out of that. Yeah. Um, so my, I don't know where. To, go ahead. I was just gonna say to switch gears a tiny bit. Um, I I whenever I really like an album. I try and like find critiques of it just because like, uh, you know, I just want to know like what, uh, if somebody has negative feelings about it, what it is specifically. And, um, I was listening or I read like a few bad reviews of the album and they're really poorly written and the person doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. And that like warms my heart when it's like, so you can't even like come up with reasonable shit to say about this. That's negative. You can't do it. Like nobody can do it. Somebody whose full-time job it is to review music when they're trying to write a bad review, they just do a bad job. And, uh, that, that, that's how it, that's what solidified it for me. It's like, all right, so this is as good as I thought it was. Cause nobody could give an opinion where I was like, oh, maybe the, maybe they have a point there. Like nobody like took my took my enthusiasm out of this album. I saw someone try to say he's fetishizing fetishizing uh trauma. And um they don't like to see that in music. Yeah, what swing a fucking reach. <laughs> yeah, swing and a miss. That's what I'm saying. It's that sort of shit where people like try and run with a narrative. It's like nigga, you didn't either you didn't listen to it or you you're reaching cause nah. Or you like, missed my dumbass could beat you in an argument about that. Exactly. The shit went over your head. And that's a, like the, a lot of the reviews are just like uh, they talk a lot of shit about uh, Auntie Diaries, and it's like every 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 uh, you know negative review of that song it was a swing and a miss too. So um, I, Kendrick fucking did it again. I don't know how this nigga keeps doing it. Did you guys like? I don't the, want him to make another album. Did you guys like the diamond the diamond encrusted crown he has on the album cover? Well, that's uh, I. This is a this is like a little like rap nerd thing for me, but. There's certain artists that really care about cover art, and there's certain artists that don't. You know what I mean? It's like they care about the music, the cover art's just whatever. Throw the shit on there at the end. Kendrick, that's what how you know he's like a next level artist because like he man in every single album he manages to have perfect cover art for what he's doing. So yeah, and I was looking at the album art, and I was kind of like, I think he's kind of trying to tell us like, like you guys put this crown on my head and stuff, but. I'm trying to be with my kids, nigga. Like, I don't... Like, <laughs> well, also, it's fucking flooded, which means, like, he's more Kodak than he is fucking Savior. That's that's what I got from it. Yeah. <laughs> he's still a nigga at the end of the day. Yes, he's, he's figuring shit out, and he's got cool shit to say, but, like, he's more Kodak than he is fucking, you know, Jesus. And not just that. What he said in 95, how he bought, um, he bought, like, all these mansions, all these cars, all these watches, and just, like, not even wear them, and, like, y'all think that he's, like, some, like know like humble person doesn't like buy all these like jewelry and stuff but like he has it yeah <laughs> it's there y'all didn't see it but i, I got it 
Yeah. Uh, there's no, something it's, else. It's genius. It's genius front to back. I got no neg- negative things to say. Still, what did the, that nigga, the, the the pin drop nigga say? Needle drop. I think he gave it an eight. He gave it an eight. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's but he his- also had some shit I didn't agree with because he was saying that Kendrick is still in a savior complex, and I was like, nah, that's the point of the album. He's not. It was like <laughs> that. I think he said he doesn't like how he sings. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I kind of got over that though because. He's one of those dudes, there's like hella dudes where it's like, if your writing is good enough, I'll forget that your singing is shitty. Nigga, like Bob Dylan wouldn't have a career if we're going off of how good his voice sounded. Leonard Cohen, all the great songwriters, like th- those niggas can't sing for shit. Not just that, his music's still good. He, it's a solid critique, though. Like, I mean, that is, in form of, if we're going to critique something, that, all right, that's, I'll take that one over, like, yeah, well, you know, I just didn't like his flow here, and, like, you know, like, <laughs> he was talking about this and the rhyme structure, like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah. You can, you, you can talk about someone that can't sing. Yeah, his overall critique was just, like, it's, it's like, the singing, I think, and um, uh, what Joe said, and uh, I think he says he just sounded kind of lazy on a couple songs, which I, I kind of get, but, like, I thought that was, like, maybe the aesthetic of the album, Um, but nah. yeah, he does that with, he does it every album, that. though. Yeah, was I mean, that, he chooses uh, that cadence on purpose. Like there's, he goes out of his way to have like a very lackadaisical cadence here and there to you know to get behind like the theme of the song. Yeah, what was it feel on on damn or something like that? That's like my, yeah. that's my favorite. He, he was song. fucking half asleep. Like I. <laughs> that's my favorite Kendrick song. He, he you know it's the the we again we could talk about this all day and we should wrap up but uh, damn I actually had the most trouble understanding there was a couple of songs on damn where i was like i don't know what this nigga is trying to tell me here and i still kind of feel that way about some of them i, I, listened, I think damn go ahead what go ahead I, I was gonna say i listened to butterfly and i still will find something i missed from like the on the 107th listen like well that was kind of my purpose with the when i was on the road trip was i kind of wanted so i actually did something weird so when i i when i drove up to albany i uh I listened to uh, "Damn" and I listened to to "Pimp a Butterfly" because I wanted to like get the meanings of it, right? So, I, uh, I, I for "Damn," I mean, like it's like you know, like you know, like his grandmothers are dead. There's no one praying for him, I guess. Yeah. So he, it, I, I guess that's like the constant theme throughout the the album, I guess. And I, I guess like just like having like I don't know like constant like fear and. Like I guess loneliness is. I think that's kind of like the the theme that he has in, in damn, but I don't. I, I mean, I because it, it it's a it's it's I don't know. It, it was a complex album for the most part to kind of understand because it, it still like I feel like he reached the only critique I have is I feel like he did kind of reach to have a few of them on the radio because yeah. I feel like he didn't get that many with to pimp a butterfly, so he wanted more with damn. So I think he really try to get a few more radio spins out of it and that's like he definitely my, wanted it to be more accessible after to pimp yeah. butterfly but to pimp a butterfly dude i'll be honest with you guys i still don't know what that shit's about like <laughs> it's been <laughs> i'm gonna come clean it's been it's been what seven years since that shit came out i don't i don't know i mean wait it's mostly <laughs> about survivor's remorse and just like how like he's just like he can't be like the person it's almost the opposite of what this album's about like it's about how he yeah. can't like be the savior to these people and like how he can't like help his like his own sister who got pregnant and like he can't like help the people who've died in Compton and like he can't like be there with his parents who are like you know still like there and 
it, there's a whole bunch of different concepts in it too like and how like he he still doesn't feel saved after like pretty much having that woman like baptize him like it's it's a bunch of different concepts but it's a, yeah it's it's the most dense album i've ever listened to by a lot and i, think, I don't know yeah i would say yeah. it's mostly just he's getting pimped out of his metamorphosis of a black man and uh you know he never gets the, to see the butterfly sort yeah of. the oh well the draw i got was him hate being such a hater that he actually, he actually, as he was starting to become a hater, starting to learn a little bit more, that he actually grew wings and became a butterfly. So that was my interpretation. <laughs> but you know, it's it's all it's all you know subjective. So it's yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I also did something weird. I, I tried to find on my way back home. I tried to find albums that kind of made me feel similar um, to uh, to the experience I had with uh, Mr. Morale. Uh, guess the album that I kind of felt the most similar to. Carter 3. Is it Sir? <laughs> I don't know. 444? <laughs> uh, Flower Boy. Tyler the Creator. Huh. Not, huh. A lot of, not a lot of misses on that album. Actually, and I think the themes aren't that far off from each other. Because that Flower Boys when Tyler finally came out the closet and that's like he would finally like address the shit that's been bothering him this whole time and like you know that's his that was his big like change and like Flower Boys w- full name is Scumfuck Flower Boy so <laughs> I think that's kind of Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers if you're if we're keeping it a buck. Oh well, yeah, also also he switched up from having like all those like you know all those uh, all those beats that were just like super you know hard and. And ignorant, and he just kind of like got into more of a melodic. That's yeah. like kind of when he got into like the, his melodic bag and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and then he really made good. Igor, and Igor is 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 really good too. Well, we Igor is like Igor is his uh, awaken my love pretty much. Igor is like, yeah, nigga, I'm not rapping anymore. This is what y'all get. We also don't talk enough. Tyler the Creator makes some really toxic fucking music. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Sneakily very, very toxic music. Sneakily a very toxic artist. That said, though, I think Tyler's probably had the best trajectory of any artist I've ever seen, besides maybe Mac Miller, as far as like quality of music from start to finish. Like the fact that he got so much better at making music from when he first started and got popular to like what he's making now. Yeah, because Mac's first albums are fucking trash. And if you go back and listen to Tyler's albums, even though they meant a lot to me when I was in high school, those they're they're a tough listen. They're a tough listen, it's but now it's, it's it's you know it's genius. Like it, he, he grew all the way into it. He's almost matured at the same pace as we have, but it's also because like I mean we're roughly the same age. Yeah, what is he like? Twenty seven, twenty eight. He's like twenty nine. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I was I, I lost connection, but um I I've seen a lot of comparisons to, uh, for this album to uh, to Jay Z's four forty four. I, 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 I've I, heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. Too I get that comparison, but that's for somebody that doesn't listen to hip hop that much. Like that's, it's a, it's, it's sort of there, but I, it's not the same. It's really not the same. Yes, he admits infidelity a lot in that, but that's not what the whole like. Four forty four is just about Jay Z fucking up his family and deciding I'm not going to do that shit anymore. This is this is like Kendrick addressing generational curses. Jay Z never got that deep into that. You know yeah, what I mean? This is this covers trauma uh, from like black people from a whole like from the from a passed down standpoint to a generational standpoint. Like it's yeah, it's, like, it's just in depth. Like yeah, Jay Z was like, I can't believe I almost threw my family away for Becky. Kendrick was like, 
yo, why am I fucking all these women? What am I trying to? <laughs> and his from? girl, his girl, literally go like, nigga, go to therapy. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> you might have an addiction. Which I thought that was those are two different. That things. was the most loving thing I think I've ever heard. <laughs> God, I hope I have a woman like that one day. <laughs> Shout out Whitney, man. Shout out Whitney. Oh yeah, but all right, we we talked about this enough. I think we can. Yeah, we we have at least two hours with Kendrick talk. Uh, so probably more. Next week, I'm not. We're not talking about this shit. No, well, he has a music also video coming a, out with, uh, with uh, for when uh, we cry together. That's not good. <laughs> also, uh, I was going to look at the tour and see how much those tickets are. It's not that expensive. I mean, it's only three hundred dollars for four seats. That's not. That's not bad at all. I was. I was. I was God, I want to be a little fanboy so bad. <laughs> hey, he's a. Uh, He's coming to Long Island. No, no that's a going to be twenty minute ride from uh for where I live. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Who's do we know who's opening for him? Is uh, Baby, Baby Keem and uh Tiana uh, Major? The girl, the the feature on uh, no, We Cry Together. It's not Tiana Major. Who is it? Who is it? I forgot who it is, but it's not her. Is it Taylor Page, or am I just no, making that? No, it's not her. Either. It's it's oh, someone okay. else. I can't remember who it is. I know Baby Keem's going with him, too, so, I mean, that'll be pretty good, too. All right, we should go to Light Skin of the Week. All right, yeah, Light Skin of the Week. Okay, now, we I, I've been told that, you know, babies of color get darker as they get older. Yeah. Light Skin of the Week. Light Skin of the Week is just us shouting out someone. Uh, doesn't have to be Light Skin, could be anybody. I'll go first. Uh, mine goes out to Chris Pratt. Uh... Chris Pratt is uh, going to be in two movies this summer. He has uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, is it Guardians of, uh, or is it Thor, Thor, Love, and Thunder? It's Thor, Love, and it's Thunder. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Love, and, love, and hip-hop uh, Thor. Yeah. So he's going to be in that, and he's also going to be uh, the main character in uh, the new hit film, Jurassic. Uh, Jurassic. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jurassic Universe. Yeah, Jurassic, Jurassic, uh, a metaverse. Multiverse of, of, of Jurassic. Yeah. Transformers. So shout out to him, busy man, Jurassic about to make up. If this nigga has a saddle on a Velociraptor, I swear to God. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to him. He's about to make like a billion dollars <laughs> just from this summer. So yeah, shout out to Chris Pratt and a Jurassic uh, um, uh, Thor. Iron, Iron, Iron Jurassic Man. <laughs> Medea's Jurassic Transformer. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, Thor goes to Jurassic Park. You you want to go, Evan? <laughs> yeah, mine uh, mine goes to Travis Hunter. Who? You guys, Travis uh, Scott. Who? Travis Porter. No, Travis Hunter. Travis Barker just got married. Is that who you? No. You Tra- want to see this ass? I gotta see that cash. No, Travis on uh, Travis Hunter. He's uh Courtney Kardashian. He is uh Make the, it rain, bitch. Make it make it rain, bitch. That he, still that still rings off. He was mm-hmm. the the number one uh Have you heard that song recently, uh Joe? <laughs> What's that? Does he is he the one that has that walked in song? Looking like Travis walking a bit. <laughs> they got something expensive. Is that him? Did he no. die? No. Oh. Oh, that's no. bankroll fresh. I'm thinking of. It, 
I be looking like the man when I walk in. You talking about that one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's probably dead. <laughs> what are you saying, Evan? So about Travis Hunter. Who? Mm-hmm. I was going to explain that, but you guys are. No, go ahead. I thought we got it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't hear you talking. It was Travis Hunter. He's uh he was originally committed to Florida State University to play football. Um, he was a number one recruit coming out of this year's uh, high school class. Um, he decommitted from from Florida State to play at Jackson State with uh Dion Primetime Sanders. Primetime. Um, this uh this week uh. Deion Sanders was in a lot of uh, a lot of heat, saying that he uh, he paid athletes to go to Jackson State, and he paid this young man a million dollars. And uh, apparently, that wasn't the case. Um, he doesn't even make a million dollars himself in his salary. Um, uh, reason why I give Travis Hunter the uh, the the honors of light skin is uh, he apparently decided to go to Flor- uh, to Jackson State instead of Florida State because he went to Jackson State's homecoming. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been to an HBCU homecoming, sense. but um, that makes sense. I would back out of predominantly white institution for HBCU as well if I went to an HBCU homecoming. So uh, that makes sense. Makes uh, makes a lot of sense in, in the world to me to decommit from um, a billion dollar institute to go to to go to Jackson State University because uh, <laughs> good God, the things that he probably saw that it's, homecoming was <laughs> says a lot about the character of that young man because. Everybody knows that for a lot of these athletes, we brushed on it earlier, there's a sort of welcoming committee that uh, gets put in front of them um, when they're doing their official visit. And generally, it's just a group of uh, nice white women that'll show them a really nice time, um, you know, to keep them uh, interested in the university. Um, pro- what Primetime must have figured out is like, uh, just, just, just let this kid go to a regular party at our school. <laughs> we don't need to. We don't need to throw him in front of anybody. We don't need to have anybody. This official job is to try and lock down these football players. Nah, just let him come to homecoming. Now, that'll be more than enough. That shit might and, not uh, have been homecoming. Like that worked. Might have just been. Might have just been Thursday. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> He, he, he even said, he was like, I didn't do shit. He just came to the school. It was homecoming. I just, just, <laughs> and then he, he was there the next week. He was in class. Like, he was just like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A quote from Dion was, uh, I don't have to pay uh, pay my people to come play for my people. Something like that. I don't know what it is. But, I mean, I wouldn't want to pay. You don't have to pay me a dime if you took me to that homecoming. Whatever they had I'll get going on for him, no, I'll pay you. <laughs> Also, also seeing Deion Sanders, could you imagine him talking to you in your living room? Like, he could probably get me to, sit, like, buy a beach house in Idaho. Like, I, just, like, I, I imagine, like, it would be a pretty short conversation. But yeah, I don't know. What floor is my dorm going to be on? Like, I just. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, from the wise words of that uh, ex-NFL or uh, ex-NBA owner, uh, these niggas need a nigger. <laughs> He wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. He Robert wasn't Sarver. Wrong. Yeah, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, he should hang out with Bronny. What, what do you think the odds of Bronny going to HBCU is? Bronny oh. is going to be a streamer. <laughs> and I wish him all the best in his basketball career. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I wish him all the success. And if he's even close to it, nice as dad, I hope he gets to the league. But I really think this dude is going to be a streamer. I think that's what he really wants. That man's going to be working for a startup company in the next five years, like fucking in cybersecurity or some shit. More like power gonna, to him, too. Yeah. More it, power to him. 
and he's probably going to be the happiest he's ever been in his life. He's going to rush Theta Kai, and it's going to be just fine. There's nothing wrong with that. He's going to have an internship at Yelp. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Cool. Yeah, shout out to uh, HBCUs and shout out to Primetime. Um, all right. My light skin of the week is Steve Kerr. Um, we haven't talked about this at all, and it only happened today, um, dating the podcast, but sorry. But um, there was a tragedy in Texas today. I don't even, I literally don't know what the body count is anymore because it's gone up every time I've checked. But it's shooting at an elementary school. Don't need to get into that. But um, right before the Warriors playoff game, um, Steve Kerr uh, was asked about the, the shooting at the elementary school, and um, he gave a really passionate response. And I'm not talking about the passionate response you're going to see all over Twitter when some senator gets on the Senate floor and says, come on, guys, we have to work harder because that's fake shit. You're not fooling anybody. Y'all niggas aren't finna do shit. You're going to give that passionate speech on the Senate floor, and then you're going to leave to get a rub and tug at a Thai massage parlor 40 minutes afterwards. We know what y'all are up to with the Same Senate. Y'all, y'all aren't finna do shit. Yeah, y'all aren't finna do shit. Y'all aren't finna do shit. But Steve Kerr, just uh, in, in an opportunity, one of the biggest moments in conference finals opportunity to close out the series, go to the NBA finals, obviously at the pinnacle of what he can do in his career this year, um, took the time to actually give a passionate response about it, said some specific names, called out senators. Uh, but, you know, he wasn't faking it. He wasn't doing it for clout. He wasn't doing it to look good. He just you could tell that nigga cares. So shout out to uh, Steve Kerr. And he put his money where his mouth is immediately after because the Warriors got lit up today. Um, and he did that for Texas. So good, you know, good for him. They did lose to Dallas, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, if he worried about the right shooting, he probably would have been a little bit better. I should have seen that coming, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. The second I started talking, I should have known. Okay, game of the week. Hey, we have a name for it. I, I want... We have a name for it. Okay. The snow bunny crisis. Okay. I'm against the snow bunny crisis. Game of the week. Game of the week is uh, us giving you advice. Don't have to listen to it. What you guys got? I can say some shit. I think you need to give it a breather, Evan. You got anything? <laughs> I was just going to say, sometimes just shut the fuck up. <laughs> You've said that. This, it's been game of the week enough. Yeah, you know, sometimes I just wish some people would listen to my game and just, you know, just like sometimes that joke you have, just keep it in your head. You know, just what joke. Sometimes, you know, you got some people rocking with the whole thing and all of a sudden you just, just go ahead and you just grab the ball, take it with you and put it in your pocket and you just take it home with you for some reason. You, you didn't have to do that. It's been, it's been six hours <laughs> since what? that tragedy. The body count's still going up. <laughs> all I'm saying is Luka Doncic. Okay, had a okay, okay, game. okay. Uh, my game, my game, uh, separate from what he's saying is Shut uh, the don't, lights use out. A, don't use a shared notes app to put somebody's phone number in it. Hey, yeah, wait. Can we talk about that real quick? You know, <laughs> who's you know who, who? Which one of you? Which one of you? You know how ignorant. I, all right, one. It was. I, I'm pretty sure it was Evan. It was me. <laughs> I'm pretty. I got. I got two things. I got three things. Two more things to say. The other thing is, um, I know it's a man. I know it, you got a man's number and you put it in the notes app. And then the third thing is, you know how ignorant and just just rude it is to get another man's number? And you put in your phone, but you don't put it in. <laughs> you, got the phone you put it the in the out. notes app. The contact app. app was right there, and you went past it with your thumb to get to the notes app. And then you chose a shared note. You didn't even put a new note up. 
Do you even try? That's how I know it's a man. You never were going to text that man in your life or call him or anything. You know, what time is it now? I'm going to call this nigga right now. <laughs> I think it's a good out. It's a, it's about 3 in the morning right now. Oh, no, you uh, did not. All right, no, it's too late in the podcast. We'll save it for another time. It's not even a full number. It's it's too many it's too many numbers for it to be a full number. I'm pretty sure it's uh, for Miami Valley Hospital in Dayton, Ohio. Because uh, there was an extension I needed to add it on to or something like that. Either that or this guy who approached me at a gas station asked me if I can take some pictures for him. <laughs> I don't know which of those is weirder. <laughs> it's definitely the, the, the guy at, at a gas station. Where where do you want to take the pictures? At the, at the pump? or No, nah, he, uh, he, um, he has a business and he, uh, he, wants to, he wants to hire me. He can't pay me, though. Yeah. <laughs> It's smart. That's usually how businesses work. Usually, it's pretty one sided. <laughs> you kind of see why I had pull out the notes app and not my phone. <laughs> I uh, yeah, whatever. I can't knock him. I, yesterday, I was coming out, or a couple of days ago, I was coming out of Seven uh, Eleven, very ghetto Seven Eleven. There's homeless people everywhere. There was a dead bird in the parking lot, and this girl was taking selfies in front of it off the off the uh, rear end of her car, timer and everything. It was the most confusing shit I've ever seen. It's like you, you you realize you're about to get robbed like any second, but yeah, whatever. Take pictures where you want to take pictures, I guess. All right, I'm done. You guys done? I'm I'm cool. I'm, I'm good. All right, well, this is Alex. I'm saying bye. This is Joe signing out. Peace and blessings. Be safe. Uh, look out for us on social media. It's my week this week, so I'm actually gonna put some shit up. Um, yeah, y'all be easy. This is Evan. Um, if, you're a, if you have long hair like me, make sure you wear your bond skin. Say what? Brown skin, it was his cutie. She threw a party at a crib, told me come through, but damn it, I knew better. Granted, I'm too clever, but I'm from Philly. I'm ready, rumble like whoever. I'm on the way. Something kept telling me, boy, you foolish. Couldn't get a lift from my nigga, so called the Uber. Got dropped off, hit five stars. He was the coolest, but not the cleanest. But at least he played my music. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Coast.